Welcome to the Theatre of Others podcast. My name is Adam Marple, and I'm the co-artistic director of the Theatre of Others. With the COVID-19 pandemic forcing a shutdown and re-evaluation of space and gathering, we at the Theatre of Others are thinking about what stories we need and how best we can share them. We believe space is psychology, and it informs the way in which an audience interacts and reacts to what is presented to them. We create uniquely theatrical events in bespoke sensory performance spaces crafted to encourage curiosity and grant the audience permission to commune with the play. Now that that space has moved online, how can we encourage interaction and action amongst an audience virtually? The Theatre Brothers produces plays that both welcome and challenge the audience. We are committed to international collaboration and are a laboratory that helps artists grow through intensive study of their craft. The Theatre Brothers creates a shared community of artists and audiences for the purpose of exploring the most profound issues of our lives and times. We believe the play watches the audience. The audience is necessary and they are witness to what happens. And you get to be witness to us making that happen. The purpose of this podcast is to open up our process and let you in. We're peeling back the curtain, so to speak, and encouraging you to follow along, to ponder, prod, and question, to join us and criticize us if need be. Being a witness is no passive task, and it requires much from you. Are you up for the journey? On the podcast today from Melbourne, Australia, our co-artistic directors, Woody Miller, and myself in Cairo, Egypt. This podcast contains explicit language. Hi, Adam. Hi, Booty. How you going? I'm all right. How are you? I'm really good. Do I sound different? Uh, I mean, yeah, we were just talking about you sound like you're in a bigger room. <laughs> but I can see you're in a smaller room. Mm. You're in your uh, your your soon to be dedicated podcast studio. Oh my god! From the headquarters, oh from the theater god. of others' headquarters. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Theater of others headquarters. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have a yeah, studio. Studio. <laughs> it's so good it's so good it's 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 away from everything away from the barking dogs away from the nice. internet hugs that's the only problem because i don't have wi-fi here so i have to rely yep. on my faithful rusty trusty yeah iPhone. (laughs) Let's let's hope that this episode uploads and doesn't stick at ninety nine percent. Don't even like last time. (laughs) Don't even. Well, you know what it's going to be. It's going to be an extra feature on Patreon. That's one of the things that people can do when when they go on the Patreon. They can actually hear that one episode that never aired, and it was a really good episode. It was a good episode, but I'm not entirely sure that it's going to be able to be on Patreon because it's still sitting at 99. percent Well, they can hear your. They can hear what <laughs> one you day. Said. They can hear what you said. <laughs> yeah. That's true. They can. They can hear my side of the conversation. Well, yeah. Mm. That, then they'll be. That means they'll be bored <laughs> to tears, darling. Bored to tears. <gasps> you think I'm boring? No, I think you're so lovely. You're a lovely yellow woolen shawl. Wow. I'm feeling like a pink pussy cat today. Yeah. Don't you like my outfit? Calm down. I'm calm. Yeah, okay. 
Don't I look calm? Yeah. You look pink. Don't I look butch? I've got my cat hat on. You know, cat, the the trading company, the construction company. (laughs) There is there is nothing about you right now that says butch. I'm sorry. If that that was what you were going for. Why? I mean, if if you're going by the stereotypical uh, description of butch, then no, I would say that the the choice. What is the stereotype of butch? Define who. Oh Lord, are we are we doing this? Are we <laughs> really doing this? I'm giving you a brand. I'm giving you a butch brand. This is like the every man brand. Yeah. <laughs> no, you are not every man, nor do you want to be every man. What are you talking about? How very dare you? I'm <laughs> not dare me at all. How very dare you? Well, I, look, I I think that I like that they're branching out. That they're doing pink. Y'all, cat is doing yeah, pink. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Why not? I mean, it's pink is pink is a lovely color. It's not just defined for little baby girls and cribs. It's a beautiful <laughs> color. Like like MTV cribs. <laughs> Well, I was <laughs> no. I'm thinking of the more traditional. I'm gonna have a baby boy. It's gonna be blue, and I'm gonna have a baby girl. And it's gonna be pink, and we're oh, gonna God. have a, a surprise uh, reveal in a no, forest that's don't. gonna light a forest fire and destroy half of California. No, don't and yeah. and and kill the hearts and souls of every non-binary trans kid on the planet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pink Bad is every color. Little boys can wear it. Little girls can wear it, and and everything in between or outside of or around can wear it as well. Yeah, color is just color, baby. It's just color, baby. Mm. So yeah, so it's raining here. I'm outside. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling fabulous. I feel I'm I'm feeling luxurious. I'm feeling like Crystal Gale, like my hair is dragging on the ground. I'm feeling like Stevie Nicks because I've got my my uh my silk wool shawl from my my lovely friend uh Stephen Wiley. He gave this to me mm-hmm. for my PhD. Because he couldn't be there. And I had it wrapped around me. It was like he was hugging me the whole time. That's right. That's right. And of course, <laughs> I have my delicious Singapore breakfast. Tea. Mm-hmm. That's a good tea. That's yeah, a it's a good very tea. good tea. It's a very good tea. How are you? I'm I'm fine, I suppose. I'm I'm okay. Just yeah, okay? I hadn't. Well, I hadn't asked myself that today, so I, I have to think about it. Mm. I mean, I'm on the north side of okay, like not as like just getting by, but like I'm, I'm, I'm fine. If if you were to ask me a number, I'd say like a seven, six and Ooh, a half, seven. Yeah, I'm that's fine. Good. Well, I'm an eight point nine. <clears throat> eight point nine. Wow! <laughs> Congratulations. Eight point nine 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 nine. Almost nine. Almost nine. I'm almost a nine. <laughs> What's it gonna take to get you that point one? <sighs> well, apparently less sugar. I feel like I'm on a sugar high, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm really not. I mean, it's late there. It's starting to get late. You need to start, you know, winding down, right? Yeah, I'm I'm feeling delirious. <laughs> <laughs> delirious. Mm-hmm. How is that lovely pooch of yours? See, yeah, speak, speaking of delirious, uh, she oh. is she is 
napping right now, right over there. I can see her. Blessed be the we beast. went out beforehand. <laughs> exactly. We went out beforehand. She did nothing outside. So I can only imagine that some point in the next hour of this podcast, there will be some something happening. But right now she's laying down. Uh, I can't tell if her eyes are open or not. She's so very, very black. I can't tell if her <laughs> eyes are open. I think she's looking at me. Uh-oh. Don't look at her. Yeah. She can. She, but, she feels know. her vibes. She's like, ah, dad's paying yeah, attention exactly. to me. Time to go piss and shit on the rug. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you have hard floors or do you have carpet? She's, uh, we have hard floors, but we have carpets on the hard floors. So it's a traditional Middle Eastern house where everything is hard floors. And then you buy lovely carpets to put down on top of the floors. So, Yes. Do you have there, that? There are choices that she can anymore? make. Uh, yeah, we, we, yeah, it is, it is there. And I'm, I'm sure it needs to be thoroughly, thoroughly cleaned. <laughs> now, do you own it or does it belong to the apartment? It belongs to the apartment. Oh, <laughs> it's Lord. Not mine. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> well, I heard So guess who's guess who's not gonna be cleaning it? <laughs> uh who's not gonna be cleaning it? I'm not gonna be cleaning it. <laughs> You're such a renegade. I'm just gonna move out. That's what's gonna happen. You're a rebel. Yeah. I'm a I'm a rebel daddy. I'm a rebel daddy. Yeah, you're a rebel or renegade. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I heard a little birdie told me something. Oh yeah, what they say? Mm-hmm. A little birdie told me. Oh, this is just a rumor, Adam. So you can you mm-hmm. can debunk the rumor once I ask. So you're free. Okay. I heard okay. that we have a question. Oh yes, we have a question, don't we? Uh, no, that's just a rumor. Oh my God, you were lying to me. Did you gaslight me again? <laughs> you totally gaslight me. We have a me question. Again. Yes, of, of course we have a question. <laughs> we oh, have a question. Yes, my God, you gaslit me. <laughs> we have a we have a we have a really good question. Mm. Uh, a return from Mark Nanup. Hi, Mark. We're going to bring him on the podcast when Tyrkis here. It's going to be a blackout. We're going to get all the black fellas up in here. So we have from Instagram, uh, which is where Mark typically likes to ask us these questions, which is fantastic. We'll take them wherever we can get them. Uh, And Mark asks the question, I have a question about nudity in theater. Do you think in this day and age it has a place on stage? What rules do you implement around this in self-devised pieces or groups, if any? Hmm. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have an answer? I uh, well, I'll, I'll start with the first part. Does it ha- does it have a place in this day and age? Does it have a place? And I would say yes. Um, mm. But I will go back to to where you know uh, Alicia, who's the founder of Intimacy Directors International, mm. Alicia Rodas uh, talks Rodas. about it has to serve. It has to serve the story. If it serves yeah. the story. If it serves the narrative, 
then yes, it has a place. Just I would say the same thing with violence. Yeah. I don't think violence is necessary for violence's sake, but violence for the sake of furthering the story, then yes. Um, but I don't think gratuitous nudity, and I don't think nudity as shock value uh, has a place. So yes, yes, nudity is another tool in the artist's toolbox, whether a performance artist, whether a solo artist, as we talked about in the last episode, or in narrative structured theatrical drama. How do you do that? What are the rules around that? Um, I think we are redefining that right now. I think I think intimacy direction is writing those rules for us, and I think mm. uh, it behooves us to do our research on that. I have only, let me think about this. I, I can think of one play in particular, Big Love, that starts with an act of nudity. Um, and both versions that I have directed they weren't um, nude. We have they were actually. They were they were both nude. But, but we we did nudity. it in a way we didn't see the nudity exactly. So we played with you know, I asked the actress beforehand, this is this is what the playwright asks for. The play requires something that is the essence of nudity. What is your comfort level? What do you feel comfortable showing, representing, or being a part of? <clears throat> The first actress, actress I asked uh, felt completely fine with it, um, but due to some constraints from the school, uh, we needed to go a more of a silhouette aspect with it, um, and that was fine. It, it worked out beautifully. It worked out wonderfully. Uh, the second actress um, did not feel as comfortable with that, so we started to find more aesthetic choices to, to represent what that would be. Um, and either it was fine. It was the, the the problem that was presented to us by the playwright was um, she releases everything that represents her former life and gets into a bathtub. Now, between A and B is a long uh, is a long journey, is a lot of possibilities, is a million different options for you to do. But A happens and B happens. Mm. What's in between? Mm. And I think we did it. I think we did it well. And I don't feel any less for not having the gratuitous, you know, exploitation of the actress in that way. If an actress said it was fine and wanted to do that, then we would do it in a way that, again, served the narrative. Mm. But I think, like I said, intimacy directors are brilliant, amazing, needed people to answer this question and and ask those questions that. Um, I, you know, I, I guess luckily, uh, came across and, and asked the actresses those questions, but I really wish that I had had the tools, uh, the resources to maybe ask those questions better and not have to put the actress on the spot like that. Mm. So, yeah. I think there's so much body shame and, uh, censoring of the body that is the reason why we're having this conversation, actually. Um, human bodies are naked bodies as well. And I agree with you dramaturgically yeah. that um, it's a, it, it's definitely should be allowed on the, on the stage, on the camera in art. I, I, I also think that like, If it were a durational piece and you're dealing with nudity, the 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 shock and amazement of the nude body 
would quickly disappear. So it's the amount of time mm. that you spend with the body as well that's telling the story. If it's a quick flash in the pan yeah. to to get to get us excited about something, you know, why are you doing it would be my question. And then I also yeah. think that male frontal nudity is so taboo that when you see it, and a lot of it's happening on on the New York stage um, currently, you know, there's yeah. a lot of dangling balls out there on the stage, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um, and, but because it's, you know, because of the imperialized white supremacist capitalist patriarchy, we didn't get as much cock and balls as we got tits and bush and throughout, 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 um, the generations of performance. And mm. it's, I think it's time for us to see more dangly balls on stage. Um, but once again, thank you, quiet. euphoria. Thank you, euphoria. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but it's, it, but it's like, Body, the more, I think the more we really get in contact with what the human form is, mm. it will allow us to evolve past the surface level of what people are. And, uh, and I think that the narrative of a character's naked body tells us, tells so much about the character. And I used to be, and in, 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 in the old days, because a lot of the nudity wasn't dramaturgically, um, really, uh, used to amplify the story. I just would just mm. be like, why are you naked? Your, your vagina's upstaging your bad acting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, but at this day and age, I, I, I really just think that, we need to get over the shame of bodies. We need to get over mm-hmm. the censorship of bodies. We need to get over the obsession with genitalia. You know, like, um, when you ask a trans it's person a about their genitalia, why are you asking them about their genitalia? You don't need yeah. to know about their genitalia. You're right. never going to see their genitalia to begin with. Yeah. You know, it's like... It's, right. it's, I, don't, I, don't come up and, I don't come up and ask you for your password... I don't come up, you know, right. I'm, not, I'm not going to give you my password. I'm not going to tell you my genitalia. Like that's not, those are things that are not, <laughs> there's not vital to your, to your interaction with me. Yeah. But you know, I'm, I'm just at that day and age where I'm just tired of like, why does our sexual preference even fucking matter? You know, why are people concerned about anyone's sexual preference? You know, in America, it's just gone way backwards. Uh, and you know it's it's hard to even talk about America anymore because so many horrible things are happening there <laughs> daily. You know, um, daily, yeah, daily. Um, but you know, it's happening, y'all. It's happening, and and until people wake up and and realize that nothing's changing, there has to be a radical shift of understanding and decolonizing of the minds. You know, and the ma- imagination and the aesthetic, because it's like I was listening to I w- it was um uh uh what is sister's name? I just drew a blank. Um, it'll probably come in a second when I when I tell the story, but um, Amanda Seals. Okay, I don't know who that is. Amanda Seals. She uh was talk. She was talking about the the mass shooting in um, Buffalo and what was on the, mm. uh, the, the gunman's 
The shooters. Yeah, the shooters, yeah. The, like the 14, which is the 14 words of the white supremacy. And, and, and she said yeah. something that was really, really, really potent for me was there's all of this extra energy and a hate towards us, but we don't hate, we don't even think about them. We don't hate them. We don't spend all this energy wanting to kill or destroy uh anti-Semitic, racist, homophobic assholes. We, we don't think about them. But they spend so yeah. much energy <laughs> on trying to yeah. kill us. Yeah. And it goes back to, it goes back to slavery. <laughs> as as, as um, Black AF would say, as Kenny Bears would say, goes back to slavery because it's true. You know, they couldn't have us as slaves, so they didn't want us dead. They had to figure another way to make us subservient. Create the plantation, sharecropping, throw them in prison. You know, and it's like, it's just, those are the kind of things that I want to be worried about, Mark. Mark actually asked me on 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 uh, Instagram because I had sent him that that uh, that Amanda Seals uh, video and he was like, when are people going to realize? And I was like, and I, I responded, never. At the it's like it's 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 a it is a really sad thing to think about, but we are at the same juncture yet again. Twenty twenty two. We have a uh, a black woman as a vice president. We have the most diverse administration ever, and we're still dealing with this. You know, we're still dealing with it, but I think I think it's a dying breed, and and those who are dying are lashing out. And they're just louder than everyone else. It's not. It's not gone. It's not gone. But I mean, I've got Look to believe that it has. It Look is at the Supreme better. Court. Look at the Supreme Court. Yeah, it's a bunch of. It's a bunch of old white people, certainly. But I mean, that 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 doesn't that doesn't prove that it's getting worse. That it's not getting better overall. I mean, it's two steps forward, one step back. But it is making progress i feel like it's a half it's just not as quick as we back. want it to be i mean the fact that we're we're no roe Ro v wade it's is not, on the, it's not on the three menu. steps that's like, okay if, if it was three steps back then there then there wouldn't be any there wouldn't be any protest about it there wouldn't be we'd all just be giving up it's not it's not that it's that it's that they a smaller major minority of people are extremely loud and a position themselves in a, in power and holding on to that power and they're fighting tooth and nail to hold on to that power because they know that they're losing. And yeah. so instead of losing a quick battle, it's going to be a long drawn out slog of a battle. Yeah, but it's 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 so hard for us black folks and people of color. It's a constant, it's a daily, it's every time we step out mm-hmm. of our doors. You know, and it's like, until yes. that changes, we have made no progress. 
until it changes that the okay. psychology of a black person walking out of their home, walking in public, being in meetings, being in rooms, until those days change where where it's not you know what I mean? Like investigating if I'm in a if I'm in a if I'm in a store, if I put my hands in my pockets, is that gonna cause someone to think I'm stealing? I mean, these are psychic things that have been like put on top of us. And it's and it's it's and then you when you get these sensational moments, it just reactivates any healing <laughs> that we tried to to have. It reactivates the the trauma of what we've been trying to heal. And then it's like, it's another three steps back. <laughs> but again, but again, again, yes, all of that. However, the progress between what has come before and where we are right now, you're saying you're worried about putting your hands in a pocket in a store. Absolutely. That is absolutely a thing. But you can go into a store now. <laughs> the progress from when you couldn't go into a store and the store now is a thing. And now we need to go, now we need to get to the point where you can also put your hands in your pocket. You can also just be ignored. You can also be thought of as mediocrely, you know, um, uh, going to browse and not be any uh, a buyer of anything, or you're going to buy out the entire store. That's the progress we want to get to, but we've also made the progress to where you can finally go into a store. So it's, again, not three steps forward, half a step, or three steps back, half a step forward, because we've made a great deal of progress. And for some reason, we have paused and we have started to slide backwards. Well, this great deal of progress that we've made, do you think that that great deal of progress is happening on the stage? Uh, yes and no. In parts of society, just like the other, just like, you know, is, has racism gotten better? In parts of society, yes. And in parts of society, it's paused or it's started to slide backwards. But I think on the stage, there's a great deal of people working to make things better. And because a rising tide lifts all boats, it is making theater better. And then there are people who just want to do, you know, arsenic and old lace and are fine with not choosing deeper, more investigative work. Uh, so if I choose to do arsenic and, and old lace, who, so if I choose to do arsenic and old lace, how would you feel about that? I'm, I'm Mortimer. I, I, I want, I want to be Mortimer because I don't. I want people to to, to see me as an actor and not as a black man on stage. They I want them to see the character. See what I did there? Well, first off, I'm going to... Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the... Tra- thank you for that. Um, I, did I just... I mean, first... Did I just throw you a segue? You did. You did. did thank you very much. I was wondering how... I was wondering how we were going to get there. We were we were almost halfway through the episode. I was wondering how we were going to talk you? about that topic. No, I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, I should... I should. First off, first off, I should say... I don't mean to be picking on arsenic and old lace. There's nothing inherently wrong with arsenic and old lace. So don't at me, arsenic and old lace fans. Um, I just chose an old, dusty play that doesn't necessarily fit a narrative of of what our society needs to deal with right now. So insert any other old, dusty play that doesn't Mm -hmm. insert, it doesn't fit the narrative of what we need to be talking about right now. The first question I would ask you is why are you doing that play? Why? 
that's a ridiculous choice yes, for course. you as an artist to make. Why? Um, Especially but, since I already did it when no. I was in elementary school. <laughs> did you? <laughs> again, again, a play that you can do in elementary school is not a play that you should probably be doing as an adult. I was, I, I was more of Good Lord. <laughs> well, fine. Play Mortimer. That's great. Good. Good for you. You you can you're an actor. You should be able to within reason play anything. Yeah. Well, I think we should talk about this article because yeah. she done got me going again. <laughs> Is this that same crazy white woman as before? No, no, no. It's, it's another, another crazy another white woman. Altogether. Well, I don't know if she's crazy, and I, I think just because her photo is on the thing, there is, she is a white woman, but oh, it she's, is Well, she's a, white passing, which says a lot about what she has to say. I Look, okay. Okay. Can you tell our listeners about this article, Adam? All right. This is an article. It's linked in the show notes here. You can look at it. It is called Let Actors Act. It's an opinion piece in the New York Times. And the premise of the article is... Um, and it's a question and it's a legitimate question. It's a question that we, that we have dealt with. It's a legitimate question that we have dealt with and not come up to come up with an answer in this podcast. And we, we have continuously come up to, I don't know is the answer. But the question is, what are the boundaries of what an actor or actress, um, I'm just going to say actor. I don't want to, I don't want to gender or non-genderize that thing. The person who is playing a character, what are the boundaries in which that individual can play? Are they only allowed to play their given identity or are they allowed to move outside of their given identity to other identities, even if those identities belong to historically marginalized groups? And then the question becomes historically marginalized where and historically marginalized when? So the questions of sh- the question that's leading this article is Adrian Lennox, who we have talked about. Um, yeah. Adrian Lester, Lester, sorry. Lester, um, Lester, Adrian Lester, who we've talked about before as a brilliant, brilliant Hamlet, as a, yeah, he's um, a brilliant actor, as a, a British actor of African descent, not from Africa, but his lineage is is uh, from African descent, playing a Jewish character on Broadway. And also a Caucasian actor, a British Caucasian actor, also playing a Jewish character. Um, should is that allowable? Should that be allowable? Um, we 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 would never allow for a Caucasian actor to play Othello. We would never allow for a Caucasian actor to play. Um, Don't an say Asian Caucasian character. That's a fake word. Say white. Okay. Caucasian I, comes I, from I, well, the caucus. Color, we're going to to divide us. It was about eugenics. Uh, the 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 Caucasians, the the Mongolians, and the Negroids. The, those are all words create. It's fake science created by a fake scientist to uh, implement racism. So don't say Caucasian. Just say white. Okay. But what, why, why is white any different then? Because it's a color that none of us are. It's a color that none of us are. You're not, because you're not saying it right. There's an H there. You have to say white. <laughs> that's, not, that's not, no, that's not how it goes. White. <laughs> okay, so we have. There's uh, not, a, there's, <laughs> there's, there's not, a, there's not a name for me. 
There's not a name. You get to choose if you want to be African American, if you want to be black. Oh, here we uh, go. Here goes those. I'm, I mean, I'm not saying. I'm not. I'm not saying. I. I I'm using Caucasian in terms in terms of the Don't census data use that I quite. Why? Okay. Why am I using white and not black and not yellow and not brown? Why am I a color and everybody else is an identity? Because that's how it is. <laughs> right. Okay. And, it's like, and it's folks, like your, this is what a lot like of your, this, it's like your mom. It's because I said so. Right. And, <laughs> and unfortunately, this is what a lot of the. Unfortunately, this is what a lot of this conversation is going to be, just because I say so. I'm imagining is what this conversation wait, wait, is going to be. Wait a minute. Be. Isn't that most of our podcasts? <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, we, we do want to teach our audience something or at least ask the questions. So well, okay. what else so should I be referred teach, to we, as we, besides white? Okay. So pink. You're not pink. Blushing? You're blushing right now. I'm not blushing. I'm tan. Oh, I'm tan. back to the beach. Oh, slightly tan? I'm tan. Slightly tan. <laughs> okay. So, yes. Now, now slightly tan. Should a slightly tan person play? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. When when I put it on another color, it makes a whole lot of sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> Should a slightly tan person play a black man in prison? <laughs> um no. <laughs> no. All no, right, he so. needs to be really dark to play a black man in prison. Is that what you want me to say? It's ridiculous. <laughs> there, there is a there is a certain colored gradation that you can that you can get by with. Is that what you want me to say? That's ridiculous. You're white, Adam. You're white. Just deal with it. All right. So I'm not going to answer to that. You're, you know, oh, it's not what it's not what they call you. It's what you answer to. Oh, okay. Slightly tan. Exactly. I'm not slightly tan either. <laughs> what are you? You're Caucasian? I'm my own. Indi- you want to be Caucasian? No. I don't want, no, I don't want to be any one of these things. But if I have to identify as something on all government data, things that I have to fill out, I have to say that I am Caucasian. Non-Latino Caucasian specifically is what I have to constantly. I'm not a Negroid. And no government form is asking you to put that down either. <laughs> so we're we're going by our government names. I mean, what else are we going to go by? It's not what they call. I you. don't it's know. What this you answer is... to. Okay. All right. So what you answer to? You answer to. Ca- gonna... Are you answering to Caucasian? Uh, I will. I will. Um, begrudgingly answer to Caucasian. Yes. Ugh, I'm so sorry for you. You don't answer to you don't answer to white. If someone calls you white, you won't answer to it. No. Okay. Did you hear the audience? You have to call Adam the Caucasian director. Okay. Well, I so, mean, I don't, I don't know why my race is or my color is important to put in front of my job description, but okay. Exactly right. Okay, so I'm, 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 I digress because I want to talk. I want to get into the the buffoonery of this article and i say buffoonery because it's a really good question at the top and then it just goes so and then it descends into and slashes into can you please read the last sentence the last uh paragraph about what she says that adrian lester has become 
Bravo to those actors who do that well. Bravo to the talented Adrian Lester who makes you forget the color of his skin, his nationality, and his religion, gives himself over entirely to his performance. There is no reason for any actor to apologize for exercising and revealing and reveling in his craft. <sighs> How dare she say that? Yeah. How dare she say that? She asks a really good question. She asks a really good question and then completely undercuts herself in that last sentence. The job is not to forget. It's not, it's, it's not something that is needing to be forgot. I can believe two things at the same time. I'm smart. I have an imagination. I can see that it is a black man. And I can understand that he's asking me to believe that he is a Jewish white man. I get, I can do those two things. Thank you very much. I don't need you. I don't need to erase or ignore who he actually is. I don't need, I don't need to erase the fact that Ian McKellen is a gay man when he is playing a, a, a straight heterosexual man. I don't need, I don't need to ignore his struggles and his fights for the last 60 years. I don't, I don't need to erase those things. I don't need to ignore those things. Both those things exist simultaneously. The hetero, the heteronormative white supremacist, the white supremacy of her narration was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like what she was like, well, gay men have played straight men like for how long? I was like, and why can't a straight man play a gay man? Like, that's that. That's exactly, this is the thing. It's And, and I have to do some Sarah Ahmed here because it's exactly what she says. Sarah Ahmed says, white bodies are habitual insofar as they trail beyond actions. They do not get stressed in their encounters with objects or others as their whiteness goes unnoticed. Bam. There you go. So she, she, she's already looking at it from this privileged perch. And she's just really excited that she witnessed a black person performing where she didn't have to, she didn't have to worry about his race. So she's decided that he, that he's, Invisible. How convenient. And it's about, and because her whole argument was about, well, you've been erased. Why do, why does it even, why does it matter that you have a voice? Because you're invisible. I don't have an issue with a heterosexual man playing a gay person at all, by any means. But I have an issue when the narrative of someone who says, well, they should play it anyway because, you know, gay people play straight people all the time. That argument right there has just, has just. Yeah, it's this the argument. Destroyed yeah. what you're trying to say. It's the, it's the argument. Here's why I should be able to. Yeah. It, yeah. it sounds like that. I'm not, it's not blackface. Oh God, we're not talking about blackface here. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, even even the 
Even the title of the article, Let Actors Act. Nobody is keeping actors from acting. At all. We're not in some dystopian future where, where people cannot play other things, cannot mm-hmm. play outside of their identity. That's not the, that's not the case at all. But it, but there, but the question that starts out, which is the, which is, which is unfortunately where this always devolves to, a legitimate question that we we continuously ask ourselves in the company, we have asked in this podcast many times, and if, and and again, we have not come, we don't have a right answer for it. I don't know anybody that does have an answer because there's not an answer. It's the question. It's the constant investigation. But then you have these people who do try to answer it, and are so. Adamant that they have figured it out. Under-researched that then it, it, and underprepared. Yeah, it's, it's, and they have a platform like the And New are York so Times. like Yeah. And are so like, well, well, I found I found a black man playing a Jewish man, and I found a gay man playing a straight man. So I've I've got I've I can back up my my argument with this. And it's like, but that's we're not trying to prove it. We're not trying to come up with an answer. We're trying to constantly question. And sometimes we're gonna get it wrong. Well, I, you know, like I was down. thinking, I was thinking about this. Oh, go ahead, go, go ahead. I, I, I was I, thinking, I was thinking about. I was thinking about, you know, Eddie Redmayne uh, apologized recently for his portrayal of um, uh, of a trans or no, is a, a woman. What was the what was that movie with Eddie Redmayne? Um, and and he had to apologize to the to the trans community because. Uh, he took that role. And I don't know if anybody asked him to apologize. I mean, there's, there's a thing of, of recognizing, like, like, yes, of course, um, there could have been a search for a trans actor to play that role. Um, Eddie Redmayne was chosen to play that role and played it beautifully to, I believe, a, a, an Academy Award nomination. Um, but the, the thing is, the, the question isn't, should he be allowed to play that role. That's not, that's not what anybody is. Nobody was asking that. Nobody was saying that. Um, by his own volition, he came out and said, you know, I will think about taking parts like this in the future. I shouldn't have taken that part. Okay, good. That's progress. That's what should be, that's, those are the questions we should be asking and those are the things that we should be investigating constantly. Sorry, I, I, intro, I, I interrupted no, you because no, I was it's writing. Fine. I, this I, was I, tip I, my tongue. It's, it's an interesting. I, I think it's like whose gaze are we looking through? What lens are we looking from? Mm. You know, if you're if you are looking from the perspective of this character, a lived experience from a very well trained actor. Because I'm not saying that the acting has to be. Um, and this is and this is the problem. And this is what gets me pissed off about uh, dealing with racists that have a bit that are being forced to quote diversify and include and make things accessible is mm. that they they believe right. that that is going to lower the quality of what the performance is going right, to be right. or what the content right. is going to be. Oh well. The, <laughs> The, the bullshit of like, oh, we just can't find those kinds of actors. They're, the, 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 the schools weren't taking them and they're not training them. They're, it's like, nah, 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 nah. This is a really fucking big world, mate. It's a really big world. And there are a lot of actors on this planet. You throw a rock out a window of New York City and it will hit an actor. Finding an actor that can, that can do the work is not the challenge. 
the challenge is for the person that's producing the work to change their lens and their gaze so that they actually can hear and see a real person from that community, from that race, from that gender, from that religion, from that faith, and understand that they're that they actually are even closer to who you are than you actually think. Now, on and on the flip side, I actually don't have problems with actors exploring work that is pushing them. But when you have a limited amount of roles for communities that have been marginalized, your go-to must be to the community. I had a question. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a question um, from a student after uh, one of the master's students here at the VCA. I was giving a, uh, uh, just a, an hour conversation about my work, my intercultural, my intercultural hybridization of uh, my practice. And um, one of the students said, so how do you implement what you've learned in Bali in your classrooms? And I was like, I bring the Balinese to teach. <laughs> I brought Debia to VCA. This is all before COVID when we could, when we could do that, when we were doing that. He mm. was a part of the curriculum. He taught first yeah. week of both semesters, Sim 1, Sim 2, first week. That's how I brought Balinese practice into the workspace. I brought the Balinese to the room. I didn't go in this and oh, but this is this is Agam and this is and and this 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 image here is like you're you're it's the it's the it's the uh this gesture is for the umbrella and th- no I brought in the Balinese to teach from the master Sesthetic, who's Balinese. Mm-hmm. And that's the step that many people are too lazy and scared to do. Just because you don't understand something doesn't mean that it doesn't have value. If you don't understand something, that should be for you as an intellectual, as an intelligent person to lean in and go, huh, I don't understand this. That is, that is the impetus for research to begin with. You academics out there, you institutional uh, colleagues out there, you drama schools out there. Settling for kind of like is not good enough. So that's where, and that's where when she talks about her her point of view around let actors act. I just go, well, woman, you need to just step aside and let somebody stand up and speak. And then you'll understand something. You'll catch something. But if you need, if you need an actor to present something to you that you understand, then you, opinionated writer on the New York Times, need to do a little bit more research. And the research is showing up at spaces 
that aren't your white spaces. I'm, I, I want to know the first time or the m- most recent time that she's been in a predominantly black space. That's when I'm going to ask that woman when I meet her. We bring on a podcast. Come on the podcast. Let's have a chat. When's the last time you were in a predominantly black space? Celebrating blackness. Then we'll talk about you playing a role in this space as a black person. So that's how I feel, y'all. I was feeling so <laughs> fabulous. I was feeling so fabulous. Now I'm all hot, bothered. Whoo! <laughs> no, but it's 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 just like I can't so. I was because at first I was like at the beginning I was like okay all right girl I, I, I see what you're trying to say okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then you're going just, against you're just... going against the norm you're going against what people are pushing I see I see you trying to push and then at this it went like full then on it fell Trump off the rails it went Donald Trump yeah it felt <clears throat> I don't think it went Donald Trump but it fell off the rails <laughs> she complete she she completely under she completely undercuts her. Her narrative and the question, and we, and by the end, you forget what the question is. You forget what the investigation is, and and that's and that's always poor the case, writing. Unfortunately, is, bad is writing. It? That's bad writing. New York Times. How dare you put this bad writer on your on your newspaper? I know some. I know some women of color that will write circles around this woman. Yeah. Get the get rid of this mediocre white woman and put somebody somebody that can do the job in the position. <laughs> I'm tired of mediocre whiteness. I, the thing is, uh, or, or mediocre Caucasianness, mediocre Caucasianness, Adam. Something you can understand. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm tired of mediocrity in general. No oh. matter what definition, whatever identity or co- color you want to put on, extraordinary it. mediocrity. mediocrity I'm tired go. of. Yes, extraordinary mediocrity needs to go. But I, I you know, I'm, I read, I read the Times every morning and. Uh, you know, especially the opinion and just kind of looking through things. And this was the first time, and I, you know, I've been reading this for years now. This is the first time that I've actually seen at the bottom where it says the Times is committed to publishing a diversity of letters letters to the editor. Now, I'm not sure if that has always been there, but it's the first time I've ever seen that there. And I almost wow. kind of think that the Times is like, we know this is a problematic article. We know, <laughs> we wow. know that this is not really written really well. Who greenlit this? I'm thing? sure it's. I'm sure it's there under. The editors, the editorial board, I'm sure did. I mean, the thing is, it's like, I'm, it's, the fact that there's even anything about theater in the opinion page of the New York Times is, instead of, you know, Roe versus Wade or Ukraine right now is interesting. I don't, I don't even know that, like, that's, that's important, that this is an important thing to say, but, um, hey, we've, you know, we've had a good conversation about this. And we will continue yeah. to have a good conversation about this. Yeah, of course, of course. Well, maybe so they maybe, wanted, maybe so maybe the times, times maybe the, yeah, maybe that maybe they knew what they were doing. I mean, I, I am looking at the comments, and what are the comments? You know, maybe that's what my pro, my provocation should be. Everybody should go and read this article and then look at the comments as well. It's interesting. Oh, I mean, okay. You know, are we in provocation it, time? I mean, I think we could probably be in the provocation time. Yeah. So tell us there are there are six hundred. There are what? six. There are six hundred comments. I'm not gonna. Yeah, there are six hundred comments on this. Hundred com. Read. Read three. Uh, oh Lord, please. I. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, 
Okay, don't read them. Don't Some, read them. They're that no, bad. I can't. They're no, that I can't. bad. I can't. Oh god. They're not bad. They're not. They're not bad. It's it's it's. Uh, okay. I'll, no, I'll no, read, no. Don't I'll read it. Don't read it. Um, I'll read. I'll read. Two, I'll read two of them. I'll read two of them. How about that? Okay. Uh, often it's heard how minorities as a whole are not adequately represented by numbers in film, whether in major roles, more complicated to assess, but as actors in general, the numbers percentages reflect almost exactly the numbers of whites, blacks, and others in the population as a whole. There are uh, pro- approximately six times as many whites as blacks in the U.S., and that <laughs> is the same ratio as frequency in general movie roles, statistics suggesting no discrimination for that. Another one is, I would encourage the author to remember why we collectively decided that blackface is a problem. If she allows that blackface is an issue, which she purports to do, then she understands the politics of casting and not reducible to an essential argument. Example, you must be cis white to play a cis white role. Versus radical colorblindism, identity categories of the actor of no importance whatever because (laughs) it's all just pretend. That is just a bizarrely crude take. As anyone knows who has read up even a little on the history, the politics of casting just depend, and a lot of the variables have to do with the power dynamics contouring the intersection of identity categories in the case of any given actor in any given role. Just think about it. Consider that we might not know how a great role can be until an actor who comes from a specific background has the opportunity to show us. Consider that we might not be aware of stereotypes persisting in the absence of diverse performers empowered to question received habits of representation. Consider that our biases might be keeping those actors from having careers at all. Consider that many decry the wokeness of favoring diverse cast to begin with. I'm disappointed with this piece. On a topic where the conversation might have been advanced or made more nuanced, this author retrenched into a into an unhelpful either or. Woo. So you, you you do you have you have both opinions there. You have so I, I encourage everybody. And, and, that's my provocation. Yeah. That person, I encourage everybody okay, to look wait, at that. So wait, so wait, so wait, so wait. So do they have a photo of the person that wrote that provocation that, that wrote that comment? Uh no, it's the it's it's I mean there's a name and where she's from but there is not What's her um, name? There's not a picture, no. Her name is Beth. Thank you for a more nuanced take on this topic Thank than you, the Beth. author did. Thank, thank you, you Beth, Beth. From Fall, Beth from Falls Church, Virginia. Thank, thank you, you for Beth. This. Beth. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Cuz that's because cuz that's exact cuz that's exactly what's missing from that article is everything that you just said. Okay, well, let's take a break. I need to cool down. And I need Jack to cool me down. Okay. Jack, cool me down, baby. Okay. Cause I know, I know you're gonna cool me <laughs> down. I need, I just need to be cool. Cool me down. Cool me down. The stereo sounds mm-hmm. of JDB. Jack JDB. Coming to your ears now. <laughs> Jack, that was real Thanks, cool. Cooling. It was cooling. Cooling. <laughs> so, Adam, I think everyone knows your provocation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my provocation. Read the article. 
Yeah. It's linked in the show notes. And then look at the opinions. There's a lot of opinions. Um, but I think it's I think you'll find uh a lot of retrenchment, a lot of questions, and then a lot of better uh, uh provocations and and not answering, but a lot more questions than the author themselves provided. So well, check I, out the, check I'm going to add on to that, Adam. After you're done reading the article okay. and reading the opinions, I want you to have an opinion and send us your opinion. Yes, exactly. Send us your opinion. After listening to us talk about it, reading the article, reading the comments, send us your opinion. And how yeah. they going to do that, Adam? Well... They can go to speakpipe.com backslash theater of others. Mm. And speakpipe.com backslash theater of others, theater with an R E, theater of others, all one word. You can leave a 90 second voicemail. Mm. Uh, we will play it on air and answer that question there. Or you can yep. do like Mark and Nanup did today, and you can send it on Instagram. On the gram, y'all. Uh, you can also send it to podcast at theater of others mm. on our Facebook page, Over. on our website. Yeah. There are plenty of ways to get in contact with us. We will take any and all forms of communication Hallelujah. to answer these questions because we because we love them and it and it spurs a, a conversation and it sometimes we spurs us it. to we were gonna do a we were gonna do a completely different topic today, but <laughs> the question and the article. The question in the article pushed us in a completely different direction. <laughs> the, and we came the, up with I, this. I can't talk about the actor's wig. We were no, that was not the topic. We were going to talk about. Remember the, the topic wig. was. Who's, we were not going to talk about the, the actor's, actor's wig. wig. Colon, who's doing the acting? No, that's <laughs> no. That was not. That was not the topic. The topic was going to be immersive theater. So that will be that will oh, be in it? two episodes from now. We will talk about. Yeah, remember we just. <laughs> Yeah, it was the immersive theater. That was what we were going to talk oh, yeah, about. That's right, that's right. I thought it was the actor's wig. <laughs> no, I didn't know. You said that, and I just played along. To, the actor's you know, wig make you feel good. Who's doing the acting? <laughs> See, it, it just rolls off the tongue. In terms, <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, it, in Nicolas Cage's part, it's it's the wig that's doing all the acting. Well, that's, don't even talk about Nicole Kidman. She needs to get. She clearly needs to get a better wig. <laughs> Ma, you need to get a better I look. I, I don't typically talk about Nicole Kidman. I, I know you have Never. all kinds of views on Nicole Kidman. You have views on Nicole Kidman, so I just let you have the views. <laughs> I have no, I have no thoughts. It's I don't, only her wigs. It's only her wigs. And, and her bad her accents. Accent. And her accents. And, and her choice of roles. If she would, I, I bet you, I bet that her accent would have been better if she and had her a Russian being wig. Cast. She didn't have a Russian wig. It was probably a Chinese wig or an Indian wig I, or a Malaysian wig. That Malaysian I, curl. It was probably in a Malaysian curl. I don't think about Nicole Kidman at all, and I worry about the amount of thinking that you have. <laughs> I don't think about Nicole. I don't think about Nicole Kidman at all. I don't. <laughs> I I worry I only that, think about her that, wigs. Like, I only think I think that like half of your day is spent plotting something against focusing her on her wigs, <laughs> on her hair. <laughs> yeah, but if you really like listening to us, you should subscribe, <laughs> subscribe, 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 subscribe. Oh, because we're here every week. We're here mm-hmm. every week, so if you want to listen to our madness every week, subscribe, y'all. Be a part of the conversation. Madness, and then it's you can true. be it's like madness. my Uber driver and give us mm-hmm. five star, five star, five star. <laughs> I give you five star. Mm-hmm. You give me five star. Five star, five star, five star. <laughs> no, yeah. no, they're your 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 stars. Your stars. They really do help us, y'all. We've been doing this for almost two years, and hey, we're doing great. But we could do even better. 
Spread the word. It's true. It's true. <laughs> spread it like butter. Yes, baby. Spread it like butter. It's so good to see you, Adam. It's always lovely to see you, booty. I I'll see you again you. this later this week, right? Yeah. I, I, I do miss you. I miss, I miss being you. in the household with you. Yeah, I want you back here. Yeah, me too. Take care of your dog and your wife. She's she's still sleeping. It's it's fantastic. Wow. I, I, I don't want to wake her up. I don't I don't want to bother her in the least. It's time for it's time for lunch. No, no, don't she give her lunch. Do her business, her but I'm just gonna leave her alone. Let her have I'm her gonna, lunch. No, well, this is what you do. Exactly. Give her her lunch, and after you give her her lunch, take her for a nice walk. Do not let her do not let her come yeah. in the house until she uses the toilet. Ugh, I'll be outside for a long time. You got to do it. You got to do it. And for the rest of you listeners. Yes. For the rest of our listeners. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on the Theater Brothers podcast. Make sure to visit our website, theaterbrothers.org, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out, too. A special thank you to Purple Planet for the music you've heard. The Theater of Others creates a shared community of artists and audiences for the purposes of exploring the most profound issues of our lives and times. We believe the play watches the audience. The audience is necessary, and they are witness to what happens. And you get to be witness to us making that happen. The purpose of this podcast is to open up our process and let you in. We're peeling back the curtain, so to speak, and encouraging you to follow along, to ponder, prod, and question, to join us and criticize us if need be. Being a witness is no passive task and requires much from you. Are you up for the journey? Be sure to tune in next week for our next journey. <laughs>